you know, I look at my own mom and she loves wine. So she's a member of a wine club and she goes up to these tastings and she likes to go on little trips to historic towns and she likes to travel to warm place and do some things on the beach. And I think, well, what kind of community could give her that? You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 5, a podcast dedicated to informing, educating, and influencing the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by sponsors AccuShield, Connected Living, Hamilton Captel, Inquire, One Day, LTC REIT, It's Never Too Late, Meridian Capital Group, Salinity, The Bridge Group Construction, and produced by Salinity Marketing. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the Senior Living Podcast with Josh and Lucas. We've got a great guest on today. We want to welcome Jeff Gronemeyer. He's Vice President of New Business Development at Conversion Logics. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. Jeff, it is great to see you again because we just saw you at Dream Again. And you guys were huge supporters of Bridge the Gap there. Very appreciative of that. I loved catching up with you over how that event impacted your life personally. Talk us through kind of what was your takeaway uh, as you kind of rode the VIP Ignite roller coaster in Nashville? After I figured out how to stay awake um, with with the nonstop uh, events and fun, it was it was a great takeaway. Um, you know, it reminded me again that. The people that work in this industry are just wildly passionate. You you get it a little bit when you're in communities. Um, you know, for me now on the vendor side, I think I I hadn't remembered anymore what it was like for to to be in the buildings. It had been a few years since the pandemic that I had the chance to work with you know community teams. So just feeding off that passion that we all have was was awesome. You know, my big takeaway you know, we talked about dreams and what do you want to hold on to? And, and I really want to hold on to that keynote speaker dream, you know, with, with Inky, the guy that you guys brought in, um, probably the most powerful, you know, statement story I've heard in, in maybe ever and um, share it with my team, you know, and getting back that, that Friday as well. And, and it reminded me that, you know, as we work our day-to-day lives and we do all these things, whether it's personally or professionally, you know, we feel, we feel pressures, we feel obstacles, we feel all that stuff. And then if you compartmentalize your stuff and compare it to his, you're just like, man, I'm having ice cream and sitting out in the sun compared to what he's had to go through with the adversity. And then just his incredible drive to, to not let it saddle him down. I mean, if there was ever a guy who could have said, I quit, and people would have accepted it, maybe it would have certainly been him. Um, so that's my goal. I just, I don't ever want to lose the perspective that I felt sitting in that room, listening to him talk. Well, it was certainly impactful to me and Lucas, our teams as well. It sounds like it was to you and hopefully it was to everyone. We've heard so much buzz about that. And, uh, you know, when we, when we heard Enki, we knew he'd be the perfect way to wrap up an amazing event and, you know, speaking of that, it, it would be so much fun. Jeff, I think you even made this comment. If all of senior living and all of those that are even, even in, in the market, even looking for some housing, senior housing uh, option, senior living option, if they could have all been there with us experiencing how awesome senior living is. 
And it's amazing, you know, we we talk so much about that, how cool this industry is, but there's this whole world outside of senior living that is so confused <laughs> by what is senior living and how do I find what I'm looking for? And from the outside looking in, it's always not as cool. They don't get to experience it. You're in the marketing and sales professional world. Your company helps companies um, help that boost their occupancy through lead generation. Uh, you've been an operator. So you're an expert on marketing and sales. And I think one of the cool things that we thought we would talk to you a little bit about is kind of what your lens is on where our industry is right now as far as that big word that we all like to talk about, occupancy. And over your however many years you've been doing this, uh, you know, which is a lot, how you've seen the progression of where we are today, maybe where we need to move the needle to. Could you get us started on that topic today? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I mean, I think about it every day, right? That's the stuff that keeps me awake at night. Um, and occupancy, you know, for me, occupancy has always been, you want people to experience it. We hear that all the time after a person moves in. I wish I would have done this sooner. And you're right. The idea that people could really understand who the industry is, what the industry is by seeing the people that are in it. I mean, senior living is an industry and I've worked in others where people are just committed with a level of passion that you don't find in other industries. It is a true, there's a true heart um, and it comes out in communities. I think that's why seniors do in fact love being in a community once they make it through the doors is they are embraced by that passion and that love and, and all the things that are out there. And you feel at any time there's a conference, anytime there's an event, um, you know, like we just had in Nashville, it, it just exudes and you wish you could bottle it up. You know, I'm, how do you, how do you create something that could capture it all and, and inject it into other people like a Cupid's arrow kind of thing would be great. But I think we've gotten trapped a little bit in my opinion, in, you know, the care, the care model piece, um, you know, we are providing care. There is, you know, there is a, a, a medical component to certain things that, that is sometimes, you know, there. And that's how the, the customer sees us. Unfortunately, at this point, they see us as a solution to, you know, an event, um, something that is now unsolvable for them, untenable. And, and they come to us, um, kind of the way you come to aspirin. I'm like, I love the fact that there's acetaminophen and ibuprofen, but I don't like the fact that I have the headache. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't embrace it or love it. And we got to flip that, you know, we got to have people looking at us like, um, you know, like bourbon, right? People love to go <laughs> have a nice bourbon, you know, even though it's going to cause the headache. Um, so, you know, how do we create that? How do we, how do we create tools and messages that ultimately bring, that vibrancy and passion and, and create that piece um, as the brand versus it just being care and, and, and kind of a health, a health model, even though that is, you know, a backbone part of it. Well, I think it's a, a great point. And I hear oftentimes um, operators, uh, communities kind of describe when they talk about senior living and how it has evolved over the last 10, 15, 20 years to where it was, a residential, more lifestyle, social model to now it's a healthcare model, um, and that you know it's a it's a care decision, just kind of like what you were mentioning when they have a life event, when um, 
son and daughter can no longer care for mom and dad at home or they can't care for themselves, that's where you go. And it's really interesting. I think it's probably something that is very confusing to the consumer because uh, there's so many flavors, so many different care models, if you will, so many different hospitality models, so many different real estate models to what we call senior living. Um, I'm sure that, you know, we probably confuse the consumer to death uh, at all of our different mixed messaging on what it really is. And you're right. I think we've allowed that one model, which is the the healthcare component, uh, to creep in and really dominate the conversation. And I think that's probably skewed us to where now uh, the probably the average consumer, and I hear it called this all the time, is lumps us in with just a nursing home. And so I'm sure you guys see that a lot. Well, you know, so if we identify that that's what's happening a lot now, what, what do you suggest as a pathway to help providers, operators, management companies, communities rally to begin to change that narrative a little bit? What do we do? Yeah, I mean, that's a great, I like the way you pointed that out. Um, it reminds me of kind of how I've discussed it with sales teams, you know, in the field, which is... Um, we sell senior living by the tool. You know, we talk about senior living. And so we got dementia, you know, we've got assisted living, we've got independent. And I, I, that's analogous to me, like trying to sell you a set of tools by saying, well, here's the wrench and here's the screwdriver and the hammer and all the different reasons that you should have one of them versus the idea of saying, you know, Hey, these are snap on tools or these are craftsmen or these are DeWalt or whatever brand it is that you you feel engaged by and what does that brand mean to you? Um, you know, I think all of us have things where we can look in our heads and say, well, you know, this means this brand means it's I'm a professional or this brand means it's luxury or this brand is a great value. I think we look, need to look at ourselves and market and talk about ourselves in that more holistic cultural concept, meaning Look at yourself as an operator management company and, and say, what am I? What is my culture? Okay, I'm the culture of veterans, and we're going to make living in our communities a veteran-centric, you know, culture. We're going to do flag raising, and we're going to have, you know, all the holidays, and we're going to let people share their love and experience of their service in the military, whatever that may be. Um, and create bonds with the, the active duty or the National Guards and, and create that kind of culture. And, and maybe another one is, you know, a culture of people who like to do day trips to, um, you know, antique stores. And, and it's those kinds of things, because that's how we live our lives now. You know, I look at my own mom and she loves wine. So she's a member of a wine club and she goes up to these tastings and she likes to go on you know, little trips to historic towns, and she likes to travel to, um, you know, a warm place and do some things on the beach. And I think, well, what kind of community could give her that and have people in it that were similar to it? I think, you know, we just, have, like I said, we've gotten into that care piece. We've gotten into the, into the tools that it takes to make it up, but we've, we've lost the idea that we can be that bigger culture. Um, and then that culture becomes your brand, right? You know, you're the fun brand, you're the travel brand, you're the you're the best value brand, you're the um, you know you're the card players, the gambler brand, whatever it may be. We all have you know those groups of hobbies that really kind of define our legacy. 
Um, you know, I think teachers are another good example of places where you could create a, a brand around teachers and having them giving back to the community and, and different things like that. So I, I hope that's something that we can start to try to do. Um, maybe stop selling the service as much and, and sell more of the, the bigger picture of what we are as people. Well, and it seems like we have such a huge opportunity, obviously in the time we live in, um, the pandemic that we went through, we, we've got a lot of challenges, right? But we have so many opportunities. And one of the things I think of is just the accessibility of information um, at our disposable and the ability to push information out more than ever in history to basically every consumer almost has something they carry around in their hand to receive information potentially about your brand, your flavor, as you were talking about. And it seems like we, we're we're doing less and less uh, than we ever have with the tools that are actually at our disposal. Um, I do think uh, the seniors and their families, they get hit with a lot of things. But I've heard you and your team mention um, the senior journey and how that's not necessarily – um, maybe like it once was, was a very defined journey into senior housing. It was a very defined, well-defined product. Uh, and that was a very straight line at one point, but now it, it seems much more scribbled, maybe dotted. What do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, we've been fortunate enough to have, you know, some tools that allow us to see what that is, what that looks like, um, from a journey standpoint. And, the reality is people do check out senior living at a time when there isn't a need. I mean, you see buildings, my own father-in-law gets things in the mail that say, hey, this is what we do. And it looks fun. They invite him to a dinner um, or whatever it may be. And it's that moment in time. But we don't have anything that captures people in that space. You know, we're waiting again for that true conversion moment where it's like, I really need to do this. I can't live alone or I, I don't want to live alone because of these other, other purposes versus I want to live here because it's going to be more fun. It's going to make me happier. It's going to allow me to do things that I always wanted to do, which could be travel or getting back out. Like my father-in-law would love to be able to have a group of guys that he could go play golf with on a regular basis and creating an environment that has that. So what we've been able to do and, and and hopefully help our customers with seeing that more scribbled journey is carving out a little bit of the budget to market, you know, that pre that pre-enjoyment phase of their lives, saying, you know, be involved with our community for these things, value us because we can connect you with people that want to golf, value us because we can connect you with people that want to take a day trip to a local winery that inclusiveness, uh, you know, that people can get involved with and, and leave the care piece out of it, leave the messaging about, um, you know, is it, I don't want to say, is it the right time, but, you know, do you need this right now type of thing, more of a want, a want message versus a need message. And there's opportunity for that because we know that people are visiting the sites um, a long, long time before they convert. We see them pop in and out and, and they can be there can be months and months, sometimes even years before they get back to you. Um, but it means that they're interested. They're just, we just don't have the message early on in the funnel that, that makes them say, you know, 
here I am, I've raised my hand, let's, let's chat. But we're working to change that as best we can. Well, you know, Lucas, you're in a ton of communities, um, I guess every day of your life, uh, you know, renovating communities and seeing um, the things that operators are doing creatively, um, probably a, a really unique um, way of doing that because you're not necessarily representing one operator. You get to see a lot of different operators and a lot of different types of communities. What are your thoughts on this topic? I, I have a lot of outside thoughts uh, on this because you're right. I get to uh, experience and see a bunch of different operators um, all over the Southeast. And my experience is they're all the same from kind of your first kind of approach, especially the websites. It's like literally the same stock footage actors that they brought in at one time. You know, it's like, oh, she lives there too. Like, oh, that guy with the gray beard, he lives there too. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, but here's what the difference is that I noticed. It's the people inside the buildings, right? It's that connection that you have. And I think, Jeff, that's really what you're getting at. And I guess I wonder, um, so my, my take on like going hard on this one thing and saying, we really do this one thing. Well, I imagine the pushback is like, oh no, we're going to go way too narrow. And we're going to miss these other people. I would argue that you don't actually, you gain more by going narrow. And then the people like, let's just say you're not a golfer, but when you see that you, you think like, wow, they do this really well. They must do other things well too. They're about something. They're not just vanilla. You know, I think when you try to drain the ocean, it's just too, it's just too big. You just miss it. You're just kind of like taking little parts and pieces. But when you define yourself, which is all about building a brand, I think that's really where the magic is. Well, you know, I, I've, I've had some crazy thoughts lately. Um, I won't share all my crazy thoughts. So this is a, this is a, I think a PG rated (laughs) show, but um, maybe. um, So I know I just got uh, producer Sarah's heart rate going when, when I said I was about to share some of my crazy thoughts. It's okay. I'm not going to be censored today. No, what I was thinking is, um, and we just came off of this event that was very experiential event, right? I just think um, more and more, let's just call it the population, uh, the population that's out there that's aging is looking for experiences. We hear that. I mean, even us, even at our age, I think we're looking for uh, when we go to work, what kind of experience are we going to have today while we're serving others, while we're working with our team members? What's that going to be like? I think more and more people are looking for the unique experience that appeals to them. And we know that there's a million flavors out there. So to your point, Lucas, um, there's so much diversity. And I think, you know, Jeff, to your points, creating the brand and asking what, what is our brand? What do we do uniquely better than anyone else out there? And why do we do that? Knowing our why behind it, like, why are we here? Why is our community then I think once you understand that, then you have a very specific story to tell. And then it's amazing, I think, once you know that and understand that, probably how your marketing uh, pictures 
begin to not look like the same person that's on every other website, right? Then, so that has that impact. Your lead generation um, activities start to look and feel a lot different than, yes, the competitor that's right down the street from you because their why and their unique experience is just a little bit different than yours. It may be very similar, but it's going to be a little bit different because the the team and the people composition in that community is going to be different than yours. So I, that's kind of what my, my randomness, my thoughts have been lately is like this experiential aspect of our communities. They are really, if we treat them like it's a, it's a living organism that has something very unique inside of it. It's a uniquely baked cake um, with special ingredients, which is those special individuals inside. Um, so I would, I would love it if this conversation that we're having with you to, today, Jeff, just like starts permeating the industry, because I, I think honestly, if people start asking those questions that you're saying, that will define some different answers that lead to some different results. So it's so good to have you on today. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's fun to have my role, especially, I mean, that's what I love about what I'm doing now is truly the chance to have that conversation, to, to kind of get it out there, put it out into people's minds that when we're in the conference room, to your point um, about narrowness, that we can do this. I mean, the world's already that way. Look at, there's more than enough people to support a lot of different narrowness inside a brand. I use soda as an example. You know, senior living is soda. It, it, it's a thing, but it's not the brand, you know, the type of soda is the brand. And there's a lot of space, a lot of seniors and more coming, right? Um, you know, will it support a huge national brand? I don't know. You know, I don't know if I was a gigantic, you know, um, one of the top two, if, if how you work that, um, you maybe have to break yourself up a little bit regionally, but there's so many more operators out there that are, you know, what, 30 down to 16 types of uh, communities size-wise where, that narrowness fits perfect. It's competitive differentiation, but it is, it's a new conversation. It's not what we typically do. You know, the typical conversation is how do I get more people in? What kind of incentive do I have to have? Um, you know, I need more views, more clicks. So that turns into more, you know, marketing qualified, more sales qualified. And then we talk speed to lead and, and some of these basics. And I don't know, I don't think you can, I don't, I think you have to stop selling senior living and you have to start marketing and branding senior living and then people want it. And then all you're selling is your, your brand. You know, I want to sell, I hope I'm in the business long enough one day that I get a chance to sell that brand where I'm saying you want to be a part of this because we are the, you know, we're the wine and whiskey trail um, brand or we're the golf brand or the baseball or whatever sports brand, whatever it is. Um, it would be fun to see what that would feel like, because I think to your point, people would do it. Um, and I think you'd have people that just like to, you hear it all the time. I don't like to play baseball, but I like to be around people who do. Um, you would just have all those things happening and, and what fun and, you know, the underside of it. Yeah. We're going to take good care of you. We're going to feed you. We're going to do stuff, but man, I'd move into the ballpark themed senior living community in a heartbeat. If I was 75 years old, you know, just going to games history, 
um, having old ball players come by and sign autographs. I mean, I, my brain can just start running on how many cool things you could start to do with that. And, and the people it could, it could attract. And these kinds of conversations, I think are the ones that will start to open people back up to it because, um, you know, who we are and our legacy is what's most important to us. If we can align building cultures and brands to the, the, the legacies versus aligning to people being seniors, um, I think then we've got a real winner on our hands. Well, you know, Jeff, um, I would agree with you and, and just, you know, a moment to thank you and Convergent Logics for um, pushing um, us out of our comfort zones and, and talking about these conversations. It was awesome to be with you in Nashville. Um, our listeners, you know, need to know that uh, it's folks like you uh, that, that help make the information, education, uh, content that comes out on the Bridge the Gap Network possible. And it was awesome having so many kind of like-minded individuals that are all rallying behind making senior living better um, together in one place, um, not concerned about, hey, what, where's our booth going to be? You know, not not worried about how many business cards can I collect from this event, but truly interested in having conversations like we're having on this show today. So thanks to you and Conversion Logics team and Lucas, what a what an awesome conversation. Yes, absolutely. And we're gonna continue this conversation. People that uh, are joining us today, you can continue this conversation with us on social. You can go to btgvoice.com. You can collect uh, and access all of our content and then we'd like to hear from you on places like LinkedIn where this conversation can take place. Jeff, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's been my pleasure, my honor. Thanks for letting us be involved and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. And thanks to everyone for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with Josh and Lucas. Connect with the BTG Network team and use your voice to influence the industry by connecting with us at btgvoice.com.